You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 10. This episode is brought to you by the Panenka and other MLS goals that you did not see this weekend because you were watching the Euros. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight I'm joined by our co-hosts, Belaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. I'd also like to welcome our special guest. Welcome back to the show, Christian Ward from our Discord, one of our admins over there. How are you all doing tonight? Good. Two Good thumbs night. up. From, oh yeah, it's uh, we have a, a third location for Ashley in in as many days due to the incredible heat. That's right. Fine, we're fine. And then we have Christian, who if if you look, you may think he is broadcasting from the depths of some sort of cave, but if you pay close enough attention, you can see that this is actually, I believe, the background for the MLS Fantasy Splash screen on the webpage. Is that right? Oh, um, is that what <laughs> you're seeing? That's what I'm seeing. Like the top left corner of your screen kind of looks like that little textured tile that I believe is oh, yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. There we go. I believe that's from the fantasy game. And yep. I, I will, I will hope that that eye helps me sub- cement or at least lay claim to the title of MLS fantasy boss for another week, because by golly, my score this round did not do not talk to me about it. Uh, but we'll get to that just a second. Blaine, hello. How are you? Don't want to leave out you and your magnificent beard. Oh, I said hi. I'm good. You said hi. Uh, I should have known. You usually say hello before Ashley gets to it, everybody else. I made so. I made a point to go really quick tonight so everybody else had time. There we go. You were <laughs> just being very, very considerate to everyone. Hello to everybody in chat. Uh, it's, it's great to see you guys here. I've already seen some of you guys sharing your scores. I will highlight some of those in just a second. If you want to share them again, I'll read off some of them. Let's talk about, about uh, our results. Blaine, how did you do? I got a 115 this week. And I never thought I'd say this about getting over 110, but I'm a little disappointed mm-hmm. in that. Um, I panicked with the weather delay. I have been burned by weather postponements before and taken multiple zeros. And so I took DK out for Castellanos. <clears throat> Cost me six points right there. Um, so that was my 121. I missed the lineup for sporting on on the midweek. So I stuck with Polito instead of Shallowy, which also hurt a little bit. Not sure I would have made that switch even if I had seen it, knowing Shallowy was starting the weekend or Polito was starting the weekend. Um, I think the difference in scores this week is going to a lot of it come down to if you had the big names that went off and which defenders you took. Um, and I was lucky enough to grab Bontas and got an eight without a clean sheet, which really saved me. If you went with one of those Nashville defenders for a clean sheet or picked up one there, I think it turned out to be a pretty good week. If you missed a couple, if you missed on all three of your defenders, you're probably fell behind just a little bit. But 115, Captain Teal, if you didn't do that, I'm really sorry. Um, I don't think there's any reason not to captain him. But so 115 could have been better, but I can live with it. I think I figured up and I'm eight points out of a Champions League spot right now. Congrats. 
Very nice. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I had um, a, a, probably my best week, definitely points-wise my best week. Um, I had 120. I won all of my head-to-heads, which I hadn't done yet this year, so that felt nice. And I um, got real nervous early because I was playing Patrick in head-to-head, and he had DK, Nani, and Austin on his bench. Um, and so I thought I was dead in the water, but then I had Pepe on my bench, which was intentional, but n- I never thought that that would hit like he did. He got a brace, so that was great. Um, but yeah, I fell victim to a little bit of defender error as well. I saw a lot of people in Discord talking about doubling up or tripling up facetiously on Seattle defense. And I did not do that, but I did have one. And it was very surprising for me to see two games go by without a Seattle clean sheet. Um, we haven't had that yet this season. Um, and But everybody else hit for me. Thanks to Blaine for talking me off the ledge about captaining Rui Diaz and convincing me to captain heel last minute before rosters locked. So that saved me a bunch of points too. Um, but yeah, uh, Nani, a lot of the guys that, that did really well. So pretty, pretty good week for me. Uh, I unfortunately had more faith in Rui Diaz than, yeah. than you all because I did not listen to, to that advice. And I went with Rui Diaz, which was a fine captain. Uh, I had, uh, if you're in chat right now, share with me my, my double digit point scoring friends in chat uh, my condolences i got 96 points which for uh this double game week and what i was hoping for i'm pretty i'm pretty upset about uh i, I think that's a pretty bad result this round but seeing some great scores though uh high teens saw shannon sun got 127 i'm interested in, in knowing what his round rank was uh yeah. that's that that's probably pretty high up there uh, but no, I uh, had had a lot of problems with my defense. Nobody did well on my defense for me, uh, except my my goalkeeper. I got that that keeperoo worked out for me with uh, with Orlando. Uh, and then Pozuelo actually just was a huge disappointment for for what I had expected him to do. Um, even though I'm not upset that that he didn't do anything in the second game, but but still, from fantasy wise, uh, 96 points don't talk to me anymore. Horrible. Christian, how did you do? And also, you had a beef with the uh, the brought to you by this week. Oh yeah, I didn't watch the Euros. <laughs> there you go. I didn't either, but uh, I I watched that Panenka, and that was that was amazing. Yeah, Panenkas are delicious. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. Um, it's really rare that you get a score of 112 points and you drop in rank. <laughs> I dropped 30 at least. Um. I also started Pozuelo. Um, I thought <laughs> I thought this was such a thir- sure thing that I even put Io Akinola on my bench, mm. and um, yeah, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> I I scrubbed a mid, which I never do, um, to make everything work. Uh, and the reason that I did that was because I actually tripled up on defense. I started five defenders. I had to scrub one late because two of my bench hit, but I started Wagner, Glasnes, and Baizo, and then Yamar. Um, Yamar is the only one that, you know, he got a five, which is respectable for not getting a clean sheet, but <laughs> I, was, I thought it was pretty clever for doing that, frankly, and kind of worked out. Um, I captain heel. I took Reynoso. I started Reynoso. Um, more on that later. Uh, 
I started Pozuelo and then I scrubbed a mid and I had um, Fragapane on my bench. Uh, I took Rui Diaz, I started him uh, and I had Bo on the bench as well. Uh, the keeper rule was Austin that worked so I could scrub that. But anyway, yeah, I'm not really happy with the, uh, <laughs> with the ranking that I got just sort of feel kind of like I need like to take a shower or something. <laughs> and I agree with Gene in, in chat right now, who says that the Pozuelo seemed to seem to bury a lot of us. I think that's right. I mean, I think yeah. uh, the, the main discussion that we had last week about Pozuelo was, I believe Blaine had said he had just come back. He was concerned about that. And for, if we're going um, full minutes in both games. And I think a lot of us were thinking, we don't care if he goes full minutes in both games. We just want him to go minutes against FC Cincinnati. And so not going to Cincinnati was the biggest shocker because I didn't care. Like personally, I didn't care about the first game and I saw he had a low score and I was like, bah, whatever. Um, but then not being able to go to Cincinnati was, was I think what did in a lot of people there and the clean sheets, there were definitely clean sheets this, this round. Uh, this wasn't one that where we were just shocked about the clean sheets. I think we were all hoping for something with Orlando. That's why a lot of us had, had the Austin goalkeeper keeper Roo going on there. Uh, the biggest shock for me, and I've, I guess I've jumped into our, our reactions already from right here. So for those of you in chat, feel free to share your takeaways from this round as well. Uh, Minnesota getting the double clean sheet. I think that is, is a big surprise for many of us. Um, some of these others, I mean, Philadelphia got a clean sheet against Columbus. I, I don't think that was, was crazy, but maybe we thought that there was some potential for Columbus to get something through there. Um, I think a lot of people had hoped for more with New York City and Atlanta, but may, may have gone with Tinnerholm as their defender, which which would have hurt you with your chances there. Uh, the Cincinnati results on the floor just didn't see a, a double clean sheet for Cincinnati at all, especially since I was banking against Pozuelo scoring. This is definitely one of those rounds where I am incredibly frustrated about my fantasy result, but super happy for Cincinnati to come not only away with a win, but two wins. And, and Ashley had asked me before the show started, was this the first time Cincinnati ever had a double? Yes, it is. Uh, and I would have been happy if they had gotten a single. So that's that was, uh, I mean, having seen that Chicago goal get called back, I was just like, yes. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, other clean sheets. L- LA got one. They've they've had struggles on defense, so I think we could all have seen Dallas scoring a lot of these games that did end up in in clean sheets. I think we could we all thought well, we could see how something would have happened, and they weren't as high up necessarily on the percentage chances. Um, I mean, I'm more concerned about Columbus getting double goose eggs this this round than than really anything, but. Um, an interesting round, but I'll stop talking there and let's get uh, thoughts from the rest of you fine people. Uh, let's uh, Ashley. Yeah, um, definitely an interesting round for fantasy. Um, Pepe, DK, both getting braces, um, two forwards that I don't think any of us thought were going to start, let alone start and produce that way. Um, I maybe, did. You did? Okay. Oh, claim it. That's right. Um, DK, uh, yes, Pepe. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how if he was fit yet, and Tesho's form was good, so that mm-hmm. was something that for me, I mean, we knew he was going to come back and play. He'd been doing so well overseas, but um, to bag a brace and then to start again, 
Um, I think he's someone that definitely needs to stay on, on people's fantasy radar. Um, and then both Seattle and New England kind of brought down a peg. They both tied slash lost to two teams that were in the bottom of the West. Um, and I saw Discord blow up a little bit when I was at the game before Seattle tied it up, but when they were losing. Um, I don't know if this has a ton of fantasy implications, those two teams. I think that they're still kind of going to kind of cruise through, but um, it's definitely something to take note of. The Seattle defense has been one of the biggest fantasy points producers for us so far, and this week they really flopped. Um, and then this Austin shutout streak. I don't know – with their schedule, how much longer they can keep it up. But I think fantasy-wise, a lot of people have been looking at Austin defense but not taking them consistently. Um, Stuver's one of the most expensive keepers in the game right now, which is impressive. Um, so that Austin defense is something that really impressed me this weekend and is something I am going to pay attention to going forward for sure. All right. Sorry, I was getting some text messages. I'm trying to have a guest spot on uh, Matt Pollard's Colorado podcast, but we sort of got some of our dates mixed up and and I was getting some messages from him being like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm on my show. I'm doing my show. Sorry. Um, anyway, Blaine, your takeaways. Yeah, um, I think Ashley hit on one of them a little bit. It's kind of watch your matchups. We We talked about it a little bit with Orlando. I was really high on them having a good pair of matchups, one of the best offensive weeks for players. And they got seven goals on, on the double game week. I mean, can't complain with that at all. Five against San Jose really helped. Um, and then the other team, I think we were really high on was New York and they got three goals in both games. I mean, that's not, that's not terrible returns. And you want to look for those matchups and grab your guys. And like I said, in the recap of the scores, I was looking at DK, but I was worried about a rain postponement taking away one of my games for a guy who's somewhat unproven and I didn't know what it was going to look like on the second leg. Okay. Let's know. I'm going to stop you right there. Hold on. If we're talking about DK and talking about proven, I think we need to have some kind of qualifier attached. That hasn't started yet this year. Yeah. Okay. Hasn't okay. started. Tesho's form was really good. I didn't know if DK was giving Tesho a break in the midweek and they were going to go right back to Tesho on the weekend. There, there's a whole lot there. If, if I don't get that DK game on the first one, I don't want DK. Just not knowing what he's going to do in MLS and not knowing how much he's going to play and what rotation is going to be in there. But DK versus San Jose, I really wanted. I wanted Tesho versus San Jose. That was my number one forward pick last week was Tesho going into San Jose. And so I was willing to do a like for like, but I backed off because of the postponement. Didn't want to take a chance on that because I've had that happen to me before and it's cost me big points. So on those double game weeks, know your matchups and kind of play into them because they tend to hold up. Unfortunately, for a couple of teams like Seattle, it didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to. But your, all things considered, JP got a seven, Rui Diaz got an eight. I mean, they got some respectable scores. It's just in comparison to everybody else, they weren't good. Or they weren't great. Um, <clears throat> always Captain Heel is becoming a thing. Um, on the road, at home, doesn't matter. He's putting up big numbers. I think uh, he had a bad game by his standard against Dallas and still got an eight. Like, that's an eight for your captain when Rui Diaz is getting an eight, when your other premium guys are getting seven to ten. That's You can live with that one week so you don't miss his midweek game where he got – he gave you, what, 38 points? 
like as a captain, like, yeah, you'll take that risk every time. And the defensive bonus points were huge this week. Um, it was kind of make or break. Beasler had a good run with defensive points, plus he got a clean sheet. Fontas got an eight without a clean sheet. Yamar, compared to some of the others, if you went with him over one of the other guys, you got two or three extra points just because he's picking up those bonus points. When you're when you're unsure, when you've got some of those, those bonus points do add up fast. You may lose a little bit of ceiling, but you really pad that floor. And I think that was a huge difference maker across the board this week. I know a lot of I saw a lot of teams where there were some twos and threes and their scores were under 110. And then I saw a lot of them that if they got the clean sheets, they were over 120. But you were in the high one teens if you got those defensive bonus points this week. That I agree with. I do not agree with a couple of your takes, though. Uh, on DK, um, we have to remember that this guy just came back from the UK. He's in form. He's fit. Um, he may not have played with this, these players, but the guy is on fire. Okay. So I expected this. And I think probably the coach expected it too. That's why he got two starts. <laughs> So uh, that's my take on DK. I mean, like he's absolutely got to be on everybody's radar, at least, you know, at least for consideration. Uh, the other thing that, that, um, well, shoot, I just forgot the other thing that I was going to disagree with. Um, you had another hot take, Blaine, and I wanted to, I wanted to jump in, but I was polite. And now I forgot what it was. Anyway, always Captain Gill. Oh yeah, point. always Captain okay. Gill. That I have, I have the same sentiment generally, but I don't agree this week. Uh, I have a feeling, and save it for the captain picks. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know where you're going. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Big spoilers. Okay. What all else right. were well, your takeaways right. though? All right. Um, sorry. Um, Minnesota is legit. Um, they're undefeated in six. They've only conceded two goals in that time. Uh, Adrian Hunu is the leader in shots per uh, shots on goal per 90. And uh, uh, Fragapane is what I envisioned Brian Rodriguez was trying to be. Um, and plus Lode and Greg Roosh are back from international duty. So I have a feeling that if Fragapane doesn't get suspended uh, for that stupidity, um, <clears throat> I have a feeling that Minnesota is going to like blow some people up. Anyway, that was my huge takeaway. Of course, it's a Homer one. Um, uh, there's a lot of fatigue around the league. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but usually, you know, the second game in a double game week, people, tend to look pretty gassed, pretty tired. I thought it was like next level this week, personally. I, I saw guys walking. I saw guys bent over, like on, you know, hands on their knees, bent over panting, like a lot. And so, you know, fixture congestion in this league is, is probably – the biggest characteristic in MLS fantasy that you have to pay attention to yeah, because the rotation is going to be crazy. Um, 
And that kind of leads into my next thing, which is there's this thing on Discord where we're all, there's a group of us that are trying to fade the chalk picks, which is, if you don't know what chalk is, chalk is a pick that everybody seems to have. The chalkboard, usually available on the MLSFI Twitter. Yeah, that too. But, <laughs> but you know, like everybody, you're going you're gonna to see what our picks are. And a lot of people are going to follow our picks and they're going to become chalk. So uh, in fantasy, especially in this league, you're going to want to look for differentials. And you can't do that if you keep following the chalk picks. So a few of us are getting pretty crazy and you'll see with my picks why I'm saying this um, in fading the chalk. Now, it's really important if you want to actually gain in rank or uh, catch up. Uh, the other thing I'll say is that trust, trust your instincts. I mean, like if you have a feeling about a player, I had a feeling about DK and I had a feeling about Nanny uh, on Tuesday night. I went on discord. I saw all of the, the chatter about, Oh, um, I'm fading these guys because they're attackers and it's sloppy and they won't score. And my instinct was no attackers score in rain. <laughs> You know, it's the defense that slips and lets the ball by. It's not the attacker. So I should not have faded them. I faded them. And that's why I ended up with 112 points and dropped 30 ranks. <laughs> no, always, I definitely agree with that. I trust your instincts. I, I agree with that. Uh, a lot of the information that we put out there as far as chalkboard picks, they're supposed to be helpful and, and provide options with people. Uh, that's why we also have the Discord picks that come out which christian put together for us this last week and maybe he'll keep helping with that going forward um but but that was those are just tools that we do to help people last minute or every now and then we do get some differentials and disagreements that we put out there but but definitely i went with nani this week i saw people talking against him but i thought he he was good he had a good thing going before his suspensions and i didn't see any reason why that wasn't going to continue uh that's also why i went with rui diaz because i knew a lot of people were captaining heel which made total sense i didn't disagree with anything blaine said in our chats about that but i thought you know part of a double game week is this boomer bust kind of element to it and i was sort of willing to take the risk i was a little bit behind after a poor first start didn't didn't help don't talk to me um but i was like Rui diaz has the potential for a hat trick like blaine was saying in our chat he's gonna have to get a hat trick round in order to be up at this level and i'm like i could see rudy Diaz is a guy that i could see come away with a hat trick in a round like that and mm -hmm. so i was willing to risk that it didn't it didn't work out but that there's an example of i went against the sort of the grain went against the chalk for for differential captain in this in this situation but yeah no that's that's a fantastic takeaway especially uh, we're at the point this is I guess we're about midway through the second quarter qualifying round for the champions league we've spent the first quarter building our budget this is a a quarter where you can start looking for differentials and seeing some of those guys who are performing during double game week call-ups who are being brought in when someone needs to be rested. So you can start identifying those players you can fall back on. Um, that's a cool element of this champions league quarter qualifying system that I don't think we've mentioned yet is it, it gives you the ability 
to sort of learn into the game of you can build your budget and, and learn who helps you with that. Then you can sort of, when the double game weeks start to hit, which is usually around this, the second quarter, you can start seeing who's going to rotate in, who's going to rotate out, who might be a differential player. You can start leaning out under the right situations. And then for those final two rounds, you can really just start hitting it hard for pushing into the top 50 or, or making, or making your move there. So it's, it's a cool system, I think from a league learning and education point of view. Yeah, Reed, I want to I want to address one thing Christian said because I think our, our listeners could really benefit from it. One thing I would do if you struggle with this or you just don't want to copy everything that's said is go with your gut and make your team before you listen to our player picks. Um, definitely go identify who you like most each week. And then if you've only found three midfielders that you're really sure about, then go to our chalkboard, then listen to our picks, see who we're talking about see where we confirm what you've already done and then listen to what we say as potential guidance for a couple more picks. You may listen to us and go, no, I don't agree with that at all and move away from our picks. That's, that's all fine. Um, <clears throat> Cause I'll be honest. I had pause on my bench this week. I was, I was in for it. I thought he was going to have a good game. I put him on the bench against Busio because I like Busio's floor. And I knew if pause doesn't hit, I've got a fallback that I want to go with. And if pause hits, I'm not going to miss out. Uh, we get enticed by some of these moves like that. And they're it's easy to do, but go with your gut on a lot of those. If we're all talking up pause and you don't feel it, don't put them in there and take a three in 45 minutes. Like, I think anybody who was out on pause before listening to us should have stayed out. And they probably did and didn't, didn't get hit with that one because that was a price drop too. I mean, that was just, that was bad all the way around. But like Christian said, if you were big on Orlando, and I was huge on Orlando going into this, you you ride that out. Don't let in, don't let it, what anybody says change that. Just go with what you think on your team, and use us as kind of a supplemental resource to fill in the other picks. But I would re- highly recommend that everybody make their own picks ahead of time before just listening to what we have to say, and then making your picks based on what we have to say, because we don't get it right every time. Yeah, I, one thing I'd add to that though is that the don't listen to what anybody says thing, that's not entirely accurate. Like, listen to what people say, but think about it. I mean, like, does that negate the reasons why you want this player? You know, like, don't let anybody talk you out of it unless it's a really good reason. Like, a good reason would be like, well, he's injured. (laughs) You know? There are reasons why you'd want somebody to talk you out of a player. So anyway, that's just be reasonable. I mean, like think about it and, and go with your gut and look at stats and spot trends and do your best to pick the best players you can. And if it's against the, what everybody else is saying, you have a very good chance of actually making up ground if that player actually hits. So that's, that's what we mean by fading the chalk. So, yeah, no, that's a fantastic takeaway. Uh, great recap. We're going to have to move on, though, to uh, our housekeeping section.
All right. Housekeeping. Uh, first, congratulations to our league winners. No change uh, for a lot of these. Uh, we still have Brian Coral FC leading our MLS Fantasy Boston Discord Classic League. We have SD Ibar FC leading our Reddit League. And we have uh, Garth Butchers leading our Patreon Open League. So congrats to you all for maintaining your positions. Over to our head-to-heads. Uh, mostly two-thirds is the same. Uh, Discord is still a three-way tie at 9-0-0. Patreon is still a three-way tie at 8-0-0. I saw some of those scores in the chat and people mentioning that they uh, saw at least one that said they won their head-to-head by two points. I love it. I love seeing that. That's why I love the the head-to-heads so freaking much. I lost all of mine, but but they're still fun. I love them. love them so much. The big upset in the MLS Patreon, MLSFI Patreon Invitational League. We no longer have a tie for first place. Vamos Charlotte FC, who is uh, managed by our good friend Mito. And uh, he is now the leader. He has unseated Skyler. He is 8 0 1. Skyler was dealt uh, his second loss. And so uh, Mito is sitting at the top of that table. An excellent player. Uh, with a lot of FPL experience as well. So not a surprise to see the C meter there. So congrats for that right now. Uh, as far as this round, round 10, games start Thursday, July 1st at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so that's, again, that's a Thursday. So we're not having this midweek. This is, it's more, it's closer to the weekend, but it's, don't, don't forget, don't let Thursdays think up on you because it's not, I know we're used to Fridays, Saturdays, and sometimes Wednesdays. Thursday is kind of an odd day, uh, but it's still one of the later rounds. Uh, that game is going to start out with Austin versus Portland. And uh, they're the only team playing. They will be ideal players for switcheroos. Uh, but also to help activate those, nobody's on a double game week and New York City FC is on a buy. So you'll want NYC FC players to be able to activate your switcheroos. I think you'll find some good switcheroo potential from this first game. And I've already checked there are two 4.0 defenders for New York City FC. So I know a lot of us like to go three in the back and have those be the switcheroo options. You can do that with an easy budget uh, for this round. So um, those are the basics. Uh, we're going to get to the call-ups and suspensions and everything, but before we get that, Christian had mentioned Frogapane, and Ashley and I discussed this before the show started. So, Ashley, I'll let you give that update, uh, and then, Blaine, you can go ahead and go on with, with the rest of the updates. Yeah, there was an accusation of, of racist comments against Frogapane in the Portland game, um, and MLS released a statement relatively soon after saying that they were reviewing it um i i would be inclined to think a suspension might happen and that is an implication for fantasy um so that's just something to keep on your radar from a fantasy points perspective um that's he's someone that i think everyone would be paying attention to um but based on that situation uh he might not be in the team this week or for some weeks or might be there. We don't know. Um, but I would, I'm treating this just like a call up or an injury. I'm, I'm paying attention to it as rosters come out. Yeah. Yeah. I would add no official statement linking it to frag of pain. Correct. The, that's the, what we're picking up around the internet is I think well, I watched the game. So I saw it. Yeah. But, I hear it, but yeah. he was the, 
player that Diego Chara. So it, it, I mean, it's not, it's not anybody else. Um, yeah. You're right. The MLS has not named them. Neither did the Timbers, neither did Minnesota. Um, but that's just something to pay attention to for, for possible suspension. Yeah, definitely. That was on my list for this week. Um, more of the same uh, going around. Um, Blanco did play, but he was then rested. Um, I think there's an abundance of caution there. Portland's playing well enough without him. No reason to rush him back and risk further injury and lose him longer. Uh, better to miss three or four more weeks than miss the rest of the season again. Um, so I would shy away from him until we know for sure he's starting and going about 70, 75 minutes. Um, I think he got 45 on the week or 30 minutes on the week, something, not much. Um, <clears throat> Pozuelo is another one that I'm concerned about and probably going to need to fade for a little bit longer. He played 45 in the midweek and then didn't feature at all. I would kind of assume with a player of his caliber, 45 in the midweek would see him play the weekend game. Um, they definitely needed him losing 2-0 to Cincinnati. Um, you'd think if he was healthy enough to travel, which he wasn't, um, he would have come in at least at halftime to try to salvage that game. Um, the other big one I know is Alan Polito got cleated and split the top of his foot open. Um, he, he has stitches on that. Um, they're saying it's going to be short term, but stitches on the ankle are known to tear if you work them too much. So I'm expecting a game or two for him just to be on the safe side. Nothing official from the team saying he's out, but I can't see him going this week just after getting stitches. Um, I got some questions in Discord about Nuhu. Um, they were flying in while I was at the game, and so I, I wasn't really able to respond. But um, Nuhu is day-to-day, -day and he failed a game day fitness test on Saturday, Sunday? Sunday. Um, so... I, I don't know that anybody would particularly plan to pick up Seattle on the road in Colorado this week, but um, it looks like new who will probably be out a little while longer, but it doesn't look like a long term. Yeah. And then I think our final one is a lot of our Copa America players are starting to come back. Um, I believe that includes Joseph Martinez and several other big names. I do believe a few of them are still out longer. So keep an eye on that. I don't have a full rundown of who's coming back right away. Um, I think MLS has the safety protocols. If you're an unvaccinated player, you have to sit five days from return. So depending, and I don't think we have any updated information on who is or isn't vaccinated. And I don't expect MLS to put that out, but just watch for those guys. You may think some of them are coming back, but they still may have safety protocols to go through. And I don't know about all the South American countries, whether they're going to make guys quarantine on their way out or not. So just keep that in mind. We should be getting some guys back. So watch those lineups. There's some big names that we definitely want back. Um, Ariega, I think, is on that list. Uh, Joseph Martinez, for sure, is on that list. And several others that we could really use back in the fantasy game. And they should be returning soon for the most part. All right. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for those uh, bits of information. I think they will be very helpful and, and for that good breakdown of uh, what could happen with Fragapain. Let's move on now to what I know everyone is so excited to hear, and that is our player picks for uh, round 10. 
right, player picks for round 10. Let's start out with uh, the most promising games that we're looking forward to this week. Ashley. Yeah, um, I, I hesitate to even say it, so I will just briefly say I'm excited for Minnesota San Jose. Christian, you can elaborate later. Um, I'm excited for LA Galaxy against Kansas City. Those are the second and third place teams in the West. Um, I think that that should be a really interesting game for a, a little bit of fantasy um, but also just general soccering. I'm excited um, for that one. Blaine? Yeah, that Minnesota-San Jose game looks really tasty. Um, I'm also really up on DCU versus Toronto. Um, I think there's a potential there. What I'm thinking is a better offense and an upswing offense against a tanking defense right now. So loading up and then I, for that same reason – I'm loving Montreal versus Miami in Montreal or at wherever Montreal is calling home these days. It's just, it's a road game for Miami. That's all that matters. Um, I'm really, I'm really kind of up on that game too. Are they in Florida too though? So is it a road game? It's a road game. Okay. It's not their stadium. <laughs> it's a road game. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a good source for some differentials this week. Uh, I agree. I like the DC United game. I'm really looking forward to this Austin Portland game. Like I mentioned beforehand, I think there's some good differential or some switcheroo options there maybe with Austin um, or at least a keeperoo option. I think that's, that's maybe one you could, you could go for um, with them. A lot of these games, I'm just interested in seeing the results. Of course, the FC Cincinnati game. I know Houston is making some moves with their new ownership that does involve defense. I don't know if those are going to be in place yet. So that's a game that interests me beyond Cincinnati and more into what is going on in Houston. What is that investment and how is that going to impact uh, some games going forward? They signed a DP today. Yeah. Did it come out? I knew that they were the last extra time I was listening to, they were talking about it, but I hadn't, hadn't had a chance to check the wire today. I'm pronouncing wrong, but Spencer and I had some real solid uh, fountains of Wayne, like back and forth. Where's the fountains of Wayne? It might be the wrong band. Teenage Dirtbag. You guys know it. Um, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce his name, but I didn't say anything different. But Houston sent that out today that they'd signed him and that Christian Ramirez was getting traded to someplace. So, yeah, they were working on some deals uh, for like a low level DP. It wasn't a DP at first, and they were going to do it like a, a cheap DP. I don't know, whatever, whatever that means. But um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing Houston with some of this investment to see what they look like, just just to figure out more of how, what I want to because they've 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 surprised me some this year. So um, I want I want to see some more. Christian. Um, you guys all know what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I saved it for you. Versus San Jose. That looks um, mouthwatering, frankly. Um, that's probably the only match that I could see multiple goal difference in mm. the win this week. Um, take. It's a hot take. Yeah, it's a hot take. It's a homer take. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, DC United versus Toronto is interesting too, um, for the same reasons everybody said. I like the Dallas Vancouver matchup because sure. Dallas is pretty strong at home uh, defensively and on the road, not so much. But at home, they haven't lost a game at home. Um, so I tend to go with the home team. So I, I'm picking Dallas there. <clears throat> so those are mine. Good. Excellent. Quick uh, chime in. Patrick uh, corrected us. 
Montreal, Miami is being played at Red Bull Arena. Oh, burritos? Huh. Yeah, I think Miami. I think Montreal's been stationed up there. Was it okay? All right. Well, let's move on to our keepers and defenders, Blaine. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Christian here a little bit. I've got Stuver in the first one because I've got the money to spend. Put him on the bench, and I hope he hits. And then I'm rolling to uh, Tyler Miller. Um, I like what I've seen from Minnesota. I think this is one of the better defensive matchups for a clean sheet. I just I don't trust San Jose, and I I really think Minnesota's putting it together as a team. And the defense is going to be there. I couldn't fault anybody for looking at FC Dallas on this game uh, for other clean sheets. And then uh, DC would be my third, my other clean sheet shout this week. I don't like the way Toronto's playing, especially if Paz is out. And DC's been getting stronger every week. So those are kind of my clean sheet chances this week. Uh, like those two keepers, I do have Austin in there for it. So I'm going with Beasler for bonus points again. Um, I like Pines. A uh, decent price in DC, plus he gets forward. And then I'm probably going to run with Hollingshead. I just, I really think this is a game where he's going to get forward a lot. I think he lined up as a left wing in the last game as well. He did. And so clean sheet for um, Dallas plus Hollingshead lined up as a winger against Vancouver. Um, I can live with that for sure. <clears throat> um, I, I was getting some stuff from Discord and I guess I will put it here. Um, everybody was talking about Orlando. Do you take Austin for Orlando starting sheet? Do you, how many Orlando defenders do you want to go against Red Bull? I think Orlando has been kind of riding a bubble. And even though Austin is super cheap, I don't even think he's worth taking this week, but I like the way Red Bulls are attacking right now too. So I I'm going to just squash everything and say avoid the Orlando bubble that we've seen on defense lately. I don't think it's real, and I think it's about to burst. But I know Discord was all over that, and I told him I'd give a quick response to that because I'm seeing a lot of people about to fall into the Orlando trap. And if they get a clean sheet, I'll eat crow, but I just don't see it against this team. Fair. I mean, the Red Bulls are the middle of the pack as far as creating chances, um, 131 shots that they have total. They're, they're usually much stronger on the defensive side of what you're looking for. And then said the, yeah, is, is it Clark? Is Clark unavailable? Did he have a surgery or something? Clark, emergency appendectomy. There we go. Be back. But uh, Fabio's rounding into form. Klamala has come on so strong for them. And Kosteris Jr. has been out, but I think he's supposed to be back as well. Yeah. So you're getting all of their preferred attackers coming in together right now. Yeah. All right. Christian, who do you have to add? Oh, you skipped Ashley. I did skip Ashley. I thought it was uh, Ashley. Who do you have to add? I was thinking in my head Sorry. and I was looking ahead to do some of the consensus picks and I just <clears throat> and I just skipped over it. Ashley. Sure. Keepers uh, and defenders. I like Stuber as well, mostly for the game position and for also what Atlanta has been putting out. Um, I'm actually looking at Diop or Hamid um, for my starting keeper if Stuber doesn't hit, and that is not a shade on Tyler Miller because I love Tyler Miller. Um, but Diop got 10 last week. Um, I, I kind of like these Montreal DC games uh, as well. I think San Jose looks awful, but 
in the past, and by in the past, I mean in the years past, whenever they have a couple big implosions, they tend to bounce back. I don't really think they're going to do that against Minnesota, but I just kind of like the the Montreal and then the DC matchup a little bit better for keepers, and they're all similar price. So I think any of those three would be a good shout. Um, I like, and Christian, I'm sure can elaborate on this a little better. I like just about any Minnesota defender this week. Um, I think you need to have it, have one. Um, I'm looking at some Austin defenders on my bench. I also like Hollings head this week. Um, and then I am considering Brooks Lennon have a couple good games in a row now. Um, I know that that Atlanta game might not be the most appealing, but I just like where he's playing positionally. Um, I know they're on the road and I know Chicago just put up a bunch of goals for the first time, but, uh, I, I'm interested in him maybe coming off the bench, probably not starting, but it's, he's just someone that keeps popping into my head for this week. Excellent. Christian. I am going with Hamid. Uh, is on the bench and Austin is the fallback. I think Blaine's going to end up eating a lot of crow about his, his <laughs> prediction about uh, Orlando. Um, I'm also picking Mensa, and I'll get into that a little later. Um, Pines, that's a pretty chalky pick, actually. I think a lot of people are going to have Pines. Yeah, shame, but shame on Asher for not picking Pines because there is not a week, nary a week goes by of this podcast that if we don't say something about Pines, and when I go to the chat and say, who do you all think? I have someone that's like, Pines, Pines, Pines. Oh, that's Ranchinator. Our, our Pines fan club <laughs> is what we have. MLSFI, the uh, that's next week's next week's MLSFI, the unofficial Pines fan club. That's what it is. Sorry, continue though. Pines. It's all right. It's all right. It's your show, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have Antonio Carlos uh, for the bonus points and the clean sheet that is inevitable. Um, also, Lennon is on my list. I'm not sure about him either, but I look at. Chicago, they have the second worst goals for, they only have seven goals scored all year. Um, and half of those were yesterday or uh, <laughs> this week. So I'm thinking, you know, Madran's not, Madran is not going to like uh, repeat that, frankly, because <laughs> he'll probably get slotted back in. Probably won't be out on the wing. It's said the name Barrett all year either, right? Like, I don't... Yeah, I mean, Chicago just doesn't have it on in the attack right now yeah no. um howling said only because he might be playing out of position again uh i wanted to to just put chicago's uh pineda out there for people too as a kind of a, a differential he's playing out of position a lot um mm-hmm. in the midfield uh he might actually do some something okay mm-hmm. don't know um <laughs> Minnesota defense, if I didn't take three attackers from Minnesota this week, I'd definitely have a Minnesota defender. Either Miller or DeBossi or Metnair, one of those three. 
Interesting. Um, you guys have covered everything I was looking at. Uh, I, I've looked at both of those Keeperu options with with Minnesota as an option, uh, but I tend to be like you, Christian. I'd rather lean towards the Minnesota attackers this week. I was including Metanair in that list for myself and, and having a defender, the midfielder, and, and a forward option. Uh, and then also Pines was a nice little budget person that I thought had some potential. So I was I was using I'm utilizing two defender switcheroo yeah. options. So I was just kind of going bare bones with some Hollingshead was was my third one. Those are um, the guys I'm looking at. So I, I like a lot of the same teams you guys have. Not a lot to add. So let's move on to our midfielder picks. Uh, the consensus picks that we have from all of us are Heel and Fragapane. And so our Fragapane, I will let you all uh, you can leave those off if you want to, or you're welcome, Blaine. You may have some more to add about heel, I feel, um, for some of the comments that you've made. So feel free. But Ashley, kick us off. Yeah, you know, I still like Nani this week after the week he had this past week at home. Um, I, I think he's worth keeping around. Um, I'm also looking at Acosta. I know that Cincinnati isn't the ultimate of consistency, but I consider him a differential pick. Maybe he's a chalk pick and Christian will tell me that. Um, but, but I like him this week as well. Um, and then, yes, like you said, I, I also like heel and Frogopane, but one thing I'm, I'm wondering is, um, if we do see Frogopane hit with that suspension, do you roll right into Reynoso, who's a similar price? Are we looking to see, um, you know, if, if Laud and Gregus are back in the lineup, um, from, from Europe, is, is that where we would just roll to? Um, so that's something I'm kind of just considering is if, if he's not starting, um, and he is suspended who, who to switch to in that Minnesota lineup. My, my gut says Reynosa, but I'm hoping Christian will help me out. Well, I'm glad you asked actually. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I have both of them. Um, Reynoso and Fragapane. Um, I was talking earlier on uh, Discord about, I'm not entirely sure Reynoso is the automatic go-to pick anymore for, so. for Minnesota. Um, uh, he's sharing not all of them. I mean, there's, it's like a, a three-to-one ratio or a four-to-one ratio of corners and set pieces that Fragapane is getting yeah. um, on the short end of it. But Reynoso is sharing them and he's not generating quite the bonus points that I expected him to be generating. So, you know, that said, this is a really good home matchup and uh, I kind of expect him to go off. So I have them both. Uh, I also have Nani, um, for lack of imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and um, on the other hand, I like Rusnak. If you take a look at Rusnak's stats for the last two games, you'll see he's back. No, he took a penalty. Oh, he no, that's not just that. It's, he's got bonus points. Yeah. He got seven <laughs> bonus points last game. Seven okay. attacking bonus points. I don't know if I'd say he's back with one game of crazy bonus points. Well, I... he was always back. He just like decided not to play soccer for the first eight weeks. Yeah, I agree. agree. The last three games, he has two assists and he has one goal in those games. Yeah. And then uh, he has had a handful of crosses and key passes over his last four games with Houston Dynamo being 
the the bulk of that eight key passes six crosses um three big chances created uh so that that bc that the bc stat uh, you get one point per big chance created and that's the new one that's that's what he's not had historically um he's been doing well with key passes his crosses have picked up lately but it's those big chances created i would say that's sort of the unreliable one um but that would still if you took those away he would have a five a ten and a nine in his last three games which is pretty solid yeah Yeah, and and like i said um you know you look at his stats they're better in my opinion than pretty much like a Zellerion, for example, Rusnak is kicking his butt over the last few weeks. Seriously. I mean, I, it's true. I, I just, I'm not a big RSL fan. I usually, usually uh, ignore them. Um, but I looked at Rusnak and I was like, holy crap, he's got to go on my team. So anyway, if I don't, if I, if I chicken out, I'm going to, I'm going to look at um, Acosta from Cincinnati as well, because I think he's sneaking up on a lot of people. And I think he's, I mean, I mentioned that on the last time I was on this podcast that I think Acosta is a, is going to be a viable option this season. And um, that's when I think Reed kind of had kittens, but um I really think he's legit. I, I think he's a great pick this week. If you look at again, looking at Acosta stats, he has played seven games, and in only two of those games has he had fewer than at least four key passes, uh, which um, that's that's a bonus right there. He tends to get a handful of crosses. He's been doing better with those his last few games, and then like like Rusnak, he's been getting a couple of big chances created since the last two games or this last round he got a couple of big chances created so that's 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 one of those stats you got to be careful of because it's not going to be there i don't i actually don't even know the exact definition of it myself because it is sort of almost like an icing on the cake stat it's like yeah it it pops up there every now and then objective stat really and exactly too um so well the other thing i want to say about acosta is this matchup is is pretty tasty for him because Houston likes to play on the counter. They like to give possession to the other team. So I think, I think Acosta is going to see a lot of the ball. And it's important to point out that Rusnak's big game came against Houston. And so if he is getting those crosses and key passes because yeah. they're allowing it with their setup Similar. and that's what Acosta is good at. Yeah. I think that's, that's an excellent uh, comparison to look at for this week. You all need to stop making me double guess on Acosta. yeah no that's Uh, who are you looking at blaine well that's perfect segue right there because i've got fragapane in there but if he doesn't start if he's suspended i'm thinking about rolling completely away from this midfield um i have not been as impressed with reynoso i know he's had an injury I, i it's unfair to judge him too much there but i'm looking at at the whole thing. And I just don't know if I trust them enough this way. Um, maybe who knew up top is going to make a difference, but I would be tempted to roll away from that game completely. And Busio was on my list as a replacement. Crylock is on my list as a potential starter or a replacement for Fragapane. So I've, there's some options here. Um, 
that I like. It's just, I don't know where I'd go. Um, one thing to point out in this conversation, and I think I said it last week, and I've got some better numbers now. Um, when Fragapane is playing, I don't think Reynoso is nearly as viable as he once was. Um, his three starts with Fragapane, he has, or well, I guess two starts. He's got a six and a seven, which isn't terrible, but Fragapane's had a 12 and an eight in that same amount of time. Just when you look at the eye test, uh, Fragapane's really running the show. Everything's kind of going through him. He looks like the more dynamic player. And he's the much better goal threat Come because of where he plays, I think. And their style, he's, he's better on the assists, better on the goals. I think you're just going to get better consistent scores, which is another reason why I kind of want to shy away from Reynoso this week as well. <clears throat> but with that, with those guys out of the way, my other list, I have Nani in there again. Um, I don't trust Red Bull's defense nearly as much as other people. I have not been as impressed. And I like the way Orlando's playing right now when Nani's in there. Nani's been putting up good scores all season. He's had a few rough games, but for the most part, he's been better than average. And so I'm willing to roll with him. Um, I love Gressel against Toronto this week. Um, he's He's been one of the better playmakers for D.C., and really been pretty good all season. When he gets his good matchups, he puts up really good scores, and you just have to avoid the bad ones. Um, I, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking Areola instead of Gressel. <clears throat> and then I'm kind of flip-flopping around that last pick a little bit. Um, Crylock is definitely on my radar. But if Joseph Martinez is back, I actually like Moreno from Atlanta a lot. He's had some really good form, and I don't trust – I don't trust Chicago's defense, even at home. I think Moreno could be one of those crazy differential picks that really goes off if Martinez is back. What is it about the Red Bulls defense that you don't trust? Because just looking at some of the numbers, like I said, they have only allowed, they're one of three teams who have allowed fewer than a hundred shots this year. Uh, They've allowed 98. The only team better is New York city FC. Who's only allowed 88 so far with their number of games played i mean clean sheet against toronto doesn't say much clean sheet against nashville who was missing a few players i've just and then a clean sheet against atlanta who was missing half the, or missing a few other key playmakers i just i'm not seeing what i like from them <clears throat> they may not be giving up a ton of shots but when they're playing against offensive-minded teams they're giving up quality chances from what I can see. Um, Sporting put two on them. Uh, Let's see. Philly got one by them. New England dropped three on them. Orlando scored on them once this year. New England dropped another three on them. I just, when they're playing against offensive minded teams, they tend to give up goals. This is a road game against an Orlando team that is clicking. If it's DK, if it's Tesho doing what he's been doing. I don't know. I just see goals in this one. And it's, I just, I don't know what it is. I just don't trust that defense enough. They get shut, they get clean sheets when they should get clean sheets. Nashville missing players, Atlanta missing players, Toronto missing a ton of players, Chicago's not scoring on anybody. That's true. Now, I will say the, the sporting game was the first game of the season. And then yeah. the only other two games that they've dropped three against have both been New England, who are the powerhouse of. LA Galaxy dropped three on them in game two. LA Galaxy. That was at LA. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. game is very. I'll, like, the wrong player. 
I'll tell you what I don't like about the Red Bulls defense, if you want to know. Go for yeah. it. Their goalkeeper. <laughs> Fair. Um, there we go. That's what I looked at. Especially if they're up against accurate shooters. And that's, that's kind of what I meant by saying, like, they may not be giving up a ton of goals or, or a ton of shots, but when they do give them up, they're good chances. Yeah. Like, if you can beat this defense, you've got a great chance on goal. You're not – I would love to see – and I don't just don't have the stats. I'd love to see the conversion rate on, against them compared to other teams that are giving up a ton more shots. <clears throat> sure, it's not going to give you bonus points for attacking players. <clears throat> Sorry. But it's – I just don't see. I just don't see this team stopping the powerhouse offenses. That's fair, and we could put DK possibly in that list. So yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Though, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Nani, Nani's been tearing teams up. Michelle's yeah. come in, done really well. Mueller or Pereira, Pereira, both of those guys are breaking teams down. I think there there's too many playmakers. You can't just double up on the one or two guys that are going to come at you. You've got to watch four or five angles. And that's where I think Red Bull really falls apart. Shannon disagrees with you about the keeper, so you better answer her in chat. So I'm she... ignoring Shannon, dang it. No, no, no. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon's good people. Uh, let's go on to our, our forwards. Oh, I'm sorry. I have nothing else to add except not Pozuelo for midfield. There we go. That's, that's that. I uh, love the Acosta pick. Uh, forwards, the only consensus pick that we have right now is uh, Hunu. I'm going to go with that. Uh, that's the only consensus pick. Yay! That's the consensus pick that we have. So, Christian, who else are you looking at for forward? Uh, Chicharito. Uh, I have not taken Chicharito all year. Um, I feel like taking him now. That's always going to depend on um, if uh, Isamat Mirren is is starting or not. If he's not in the lineup. Um, definitely feel better about the Chicharito pick. Um, I've got Pepe in there right now, but that could change. All right. Blaine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I trashed him enough. I got to go with DK again this week along with Hunu. I mean, like if he's starting, I want him against this one. I think this is just a game where he's going to tear him up, but yeah, that there's that. Um, and then my third one's kind of a rotation. It's kind of uh, <clears throat> up in the air. I like Ola Kamara if he starts. And that's a big if there. But that's third game of the week. Um, I don't trust Toronto's defense again. So I I like that one. And if he's not there, uh, I can easily roll it over to Polito. Um, I just – or not Polito, Shallowy for that. Shallowy's tearing it up. I think this is another game where he's just going to be able to get enough of the ball and make things happen, but I couldn't fault anybody for going Pepe against Vancouver or grabbing one of these other guys. It's just, I think that's the way I'm looking at it, but I like Ola Kamara a lot for this. Yeah. He was someone that I was looking at uh, as well. Um, I liked your Gressel pick from before uh, with the, with the midfielder section, mm-hmm. Ashley. Yeah. I like to this week as well. I, I briefly talked about this last week that I felt like we weren't giving him enough of a of a platform with the lineup of who he was playing in this double game week. Um, and he sure showed us, didn't he, with player of the week and three goals in two games. And so yep. um, 
I like him. I like him back at home. I liked him last week. I just liked some other strikers more. Um, and then I obviously like, oh no, who knew? You guys just said it eight times and I was afraid I was going to say it wrong. Um, I think that, that he's definitely a, a, a good striker to have. And then um, I have Pepe on my bench right now, like just like I did this past week. Um, he'd come off with what just looked like cramps. Um, and he hasn't been fully fit all year. So um, he's on the, one of the only Sunday games, which is something that makes me the tiniest bit apprehensive. Um, if for some reason he's, he's actually hurt and he doesn't end up playing, um, I don't like to waste a, a bench spot. So um, I, I might go DK with him. I, I keep going back and forth between the two of them for my, for my bench strikers. So we'll see. But I, I do like them both. Uh, yeah, we have some overlap. I was also, I looked at Chicharito. I've, I've considered Vela as well uh, for this round, just maybe against RSL on that. Um, but I think I lean more towards Chicharito for that home game with this. Uh, and I, I also was bouncing around. Oh, Kamara, I like DK as well. Um, I can see the Pepe pick um, as, a, as an option against Vancouver. I think you have a lot of options this week. That's that's sort of what I'm getting at is, as this is definitely a position where I think you can find some good differentials uh, from what we've thrown out there. But I think Hunu is a great one. 7.6 uh, owned by 0.27% of all teams. So uh, that could be a chalkboard differential, um, which <laughs> depends on who you are playing against. That's how different maybe I mean, it's 0.27% of players in the game. But if we're talking about this fantasy community, which tends to be a lot of these people who are going to be in that top 50, top 100, um, that is probably going to be a little bit higher of a percentage. Okay. Let's go on to uh, this switcheroo options. This is a, a little, we have, we have some ability to do some switcheroo. So who are you looking at Ashley? Yeah, again, I'm going back and forth between Pepe and DK. Um, I like Mialovic for Montreal um, at home. I think it's it's kind of hard to know who's going to produce for Montreal sometimes, but um, he's 7.8. Uh, he's had pretty decent production this year, just kind of flown under the radar. And then I'm also looking at Gressel for DC as a, as a bench midfielder, perhaps. Um, and then I, I mentioned this when we talked about defenders, but I'm also going back and forth between a Austin defender or Brooks Lennon as my bench defender spot. So, yeah. Good deal. Blaine. Yeah. <clears throat> Ola's kind of my bench forward that I've got. I think he's my least sure of the three I said, or the four I said. Um, uh, Kolmanich for Austin. If you're going to run a bench defender, I really like him. He's on set pieces. Uh, potential for a lot of bonus points, but he's not as steady as a Beasler for that team. So that's why I throw him there. I'm not the guy to run bench defenders at all. Um, I tend to run three starters and leave them and then use all use my switcheroos for attacking-minded players, more in an auto-roo style. But I like Colmonix a lot. Um, Ariel is another one. I said Gressel earlier. Uh, Ariel is a little bit cheaper. Um, putting up decent numbers, it kind of depends. Either one of them could have a bigger day. Um, but I like Ariola on the bench. Um, and then the other guy who's fallen to six million now is Rubio Rubin. Um, we have not liked um, LAFC's defense this year very much. And I guess I forgot earlier, Blackman is out with the red card as well. He picked up one in that game. So I, 
I don't necessarily like this, but I know Christian said Rusnak is a midfielder. I said Krylock is a midfielder this week. If you're if you're feeling RSL, Rubin is not a bad shot at six million to throw on your bench and see what happens. Last time I did that, I regretted it. Just saying, <laughs> I did. I did too. But I mean, it. I make a lot of picks by what they did for me last time, so I don't think that that's a bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what we really should be doing, we should rename this section from Switcheroo Options to Spencer's team and just oh. let him okay. lead lead the way at this. But, I mean, if we go by getting burned the last time, you end up like Reed and never taking Barrios. That's right. And never take Barrios. Never. Points. Never take Barrios. Yeah. Never. Never. Pazuelo's on my, on my list. He, my Pazuelo's on my list. Just for that, I'm taking Barrios. You're welcome to. Uh, well, who are you looking at, Christian? Uh, for uh, switcheroo options? Yes. <clears throat> I think Benji Michelle is an incredibly underrated forward in this game. Correct. Uh, I also think Maxi Rudy has the third most accurate shots on goal per 90 in the game. Believe it or not. He dives a lot, <laughs> but he does. He has an accurate shot. Um, I also like um, Jordy Mihailovic. He was actually in my team in like two of my drafts earlier today. Um, I took him out because I frankly don't trust him that much, but he can return and he's probably the most likely candidate. Um, I probably will swap Pepe with DK, uh, but I have DK here. Um, Julian Gressel. Uh, Heinz Ike is a great defender switch. Uh, Tyler Pasher, uh, uh, what is his name? Fabrice Picol? Fafa. 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 Fafa Picol. Uh, if so, the thing that I want to, I want to, I want to like put a caveat out there about Houston players. Um, Tab Ramos loved loves to take all of his midfielders off before they play 60 minutes. Just be warned about that. <laughs> You've been warned. Christian has given you the warning. Yeah, those are great. Um, yeah, I think you guys have covered. I'd probably looking at Acosta as a switcheroo if you're going to go with him. I'd probably even look at maybe even Chicharito as a switcheroo. He's 9.7. That might be expensive, but I think with where a lot of people are with their value, that could be something you you have as a, a switcheroo potential, especially if you're going to go with with some budget defenders in the back. That that does free up some money where you could have a someone of of that price point as an option. Um, Gressel is one that I have on the bench right now as a switcheroo as well, and of course I'm having I have Stuver as a, as a keeperoo option right there. And now finally, captains. I know Blaine, you have been waiting to talk about this. Who are you going with? Because of the uncertainty, it's probably going to be heel. <clears throat> um, but I just—it's so hard to bet against a guy who's been that consistent with eights and tens. It—I uh, have a hard time doing it. But if I see Fragapane is going, and this is the problem—is it's two different times. If there's no suspension announced, it's—it's it's hard not to go with Fragapane this week. 
given the way he's been playing his recent scores. But, I mean, he's got an 8, a 12, and an 8. And one thing that came up in Discord's chat, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I think it's something like Heal has 55 key passes in MLS this season. Mm -hmm. Place has 32. Like, that's unreal. (laughs) And with Bo back and seeming to be hitting, I don't know, any of those (coughs) – any one of those passes is an assist at any given moment. And he's doing so much all the time. I just, as much as I want to go with Fragapain, I think I'm just going to have to leave it on heel until he proves, proves me wrong. And, you know, I may, I may have a couple of weeks where he gets outscored by a couple of points, but I think in the long run, I'm going to come out ahead by just always going with him instead of trying to hit somebody who's better because last week, if you went Rui Diaz, if you went with Nani, even not, Nani cost you a point. But but still, Nani, Nani had what I considered to be the best offensive matchup outside of Tati. So best midfielder offensive matchup, and he'll still beat him. I just I don't think you can go away from Heel. It's always Captain Heel from now on. I will throw out my reservations about Fragapane, but it's going to be Heel. Christian, who are you looking at? Yes. <laughs> um, it's oh Fragapane. And here's why. It's solidly Fragapane. Because I'm a homer. No, that's not the reason. Um, it's because he is incredibly um, aggressive. He's got pace, power, aggression. He's like everything you'd want a left winger to be. Uh, he's producing. How many people have come into this league and hit the ground like this guy? I can't. I mean. Soledero. Yeah. Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like a handful of people. Anyway, the point is, I'm really high on the guy. <laughs> so, um, but here's the other reason. Because I am in this to win this, right? So I'm not going to make a stupid Homer captain pick if I don't have like a reason for it. Sure. Um, Carlos Heel is one of those players that looked absolutely gassed two nights ago when he was playing. Like, he looked like he was going to fall over, okay? Um, Second of all, he got a four this last game, okay? Third of all, third of all, he's in Columbus. He's playing in Columbus. Columbus has a good defense, okay? They're tied for, like, the fewest goals given up in the league, I think, at seven. They have not lost at home. Okay, Columbus is, I mean, yeah, we, all, we often think of Columbus as this like juggernaut of attacking players, and they should be actually, frankly. But they're, they're also a very solid defense. I think Valenzuela is healthy now. I think he played last, this past week. That, def- that, yeah. that defense is, is legit, and it's going to, it's going to stop that. New England attack. That's my prediction. Yeah, Columbus is seven goals, four at home, two goals against at home in four games played. Yeah. They seem to always give up this obligatory goal, but I have a feeling that that's because of the injuries on their back line, but their back line is healthy now, as far as I know. 
Yeah. No, that's it. that's some good information. Um, it's a very interesting little tidbit and a good takeaway from Columbus because I know that's that's something that a lot of people have been concerned and uh, and looking at. Ashley, are you going to decide this debate? I mean, I, I'm gonna make it worse. I'm just gonna throw a couple things out on both sides, honestly. When Carlos Hill played Columbus in week five, he got nine points. Um, I don't think that's a fantastic captain points, but it's not points that I would be upset about. Um, that's 18 as a captain. And he put up an assist that was without Bo healthy. Um, and so I think Columbus's defense has not, has been kind of patchworky in the sense that because of those injuries, they've been going back and forth and they haven't put out the same back line all year. So they're opening a new stadium, which is something I've talked about a lot. And I kind of get some, not actual eye rolls, but metaphorical eye rolls for it. But I think that that does come into play um, for how much a team can be up for a game. So the fact that they're opening a new stadium, um, Heel was gassed for is very uncharacteristic um, from him. You know, all those things keep me kind of wavering, but um, I don't know that there's a clear runner-up for me, at least. I, I hear what Christian's saying about Fragapane, and I totally see the merit of it. Um, but I think that the way Kill's putting up all of these bonus points and doing all of these extra things, I'm more inclined to see that Dallas game as a one-off than the start of a decline. Um, so I think it's good if you do and good if you don't. Um, I think I don't know, think it's a decline. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying I think you said that. I'm just saying I think okay. that the four is more uncharacteristic mm-hmm. than an expectation for totally. this, if that makes sense. But um, I I still remember heel burning us all. <laughs> yeah. No, um, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. I capable think that, of, of laying an egg. Okay. He's done it three times this year. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to captain him. I think, I think I might. Um, but I think there's just some great differential picks out there as well. I think Nani is a decent shout. Um, I think Fragapan is a decent shout. You know, I think that there are some interesting differential picks for captains this week that could help you move away from the pack or, hurt you if you're you know trying for one of those champions league spots so um i am firmly in the middle which is a place i don't like to be but that's where i'm at on on the hill debate this this week very fair um currently i have it on heel but it's most because i want to see the lineup for minnesota uh, because fragapane is someone who um i i would enjoy captaining i i I agree with christian he's got some amazing stats going into this uh san jose is a team i think could be exploited and i went with that crazy Rui d or i stuck with that Rui diaz pick last week so i'm i'm kind of open to having some some different um options and what you said about columbus is is actually very thought-provoking for me christian as well for for some of those stats and some of how they've been and being fully healthy so those are i think definitely your top two captains for this week. Um, and I'm, like I said, currently on heel, but that's because I want to see the lineup for Minnesota to see what happens, if anything else, from uh, this potential suspension or this talk that that we have been hearing. Uh, a lot of the same, mostly coming from from chat. They're pointing out that heel has done well against some tough teams like, like Philly and, and New York City in the past. Yeah, no, I mean, that's 
that's why we're looking at heel. Uh, ACG always Captain Heel and uh, NPB never pick Barrio. So that's that's how a lot of people can can roll. All right. Well, uh, we've come to the end of the show again. Thank you so much, everyone, for for joining us. We're going to wrap everything up with our plugs. Christian, I have no plugs. I have no. some earplugs. That's hey. about it. Well, not during the show. We want you to hear and everybody else to hear. Oh, okay. Blaine. Yeah, I'm disappointed with MLS. Ashley brought up a sore subject. Um, Chicharito gets the player of the week for three goals. Uh, they snubbed Shallowy, who had three goals and an assist. Um, with that last goal being a game winner. Um, I don't know what the kid has to do to really break out any farther than he has. I I looked it up for the sporting crowd. Um, Shallowy's base salary is 400,000 and he's number three on the goal scoring list right now in the golden boot race. Um, Chicharito is on the books for 6 million this year. And Rui Diaz is on for, I think, 2.2. Yep. Yep. So, um, he costs less than a fifth of what the next one does. The one guy ahead of him, like, shall we should have been team of the week or player of the week. Yeah. It's just, they got to go with Chicharito because they don't want one of the biggest signings and $6 million to look like a huge bust. Yeah. Ashley, your plugs. Um, this week I am plugging Spencer. Because usually he gets thrown under the bus, but this week's his birthday. So special husband plug for this week. Because I get a lot of flack for giving him a lot of flack. So I thought I'd say something nice about him this week. I want to plug the Discord. There we go. Sorry, I forgot. I was distracted. God, oh my gosh. Uh, Well, I will plug. First, before I do my usual plugs, I will say for... Uh, those American listeners that we have, please have a safe 4th of July weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll overlap some with MLS, but we won't catch you with our next show until after that. So please be safe and responsible when you are out enjoying that, that holiday. I actually have Monday off because of where the 4th falls this week. So I'll get a little bit of extra pool time myself this weekend with, with the family. So please have a, have a safe, I enjoy the 4th of July. Uh, check out MLSFancyBoss.com. Ashley and Blaine, we hope we're both going to have articles up this week. Uh, also head over to the Discord. As Christian said, there is some fantastic conversation that goes on there about chalk, about not chalk, anything you want to find, you can find there. We also have some sub channels for other fantasy games and just other general chat if you want to check that out as well. You can also still head over to uh, the subreddit we have the rant threads and the rate my team threads everything that's there so we have a fantastic community of people built up here thank you so much everyone for joining us tonight and good luck Mm